Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Theory of Moral Sentiments. We believe many of you have already heard that the author Adam Smith is known as the father of economics. His work The Wealth of Nations was the first book that tried to represent the history of industry and business development in Europe. This work is considered a cornerstone of classical political economics that gave rise to the discipline of modern economics. As for today's book, you can see from its name that it is a work on ethics, the theory of moral sentiments. In fact, for Smith, the theory of moral sentiments is far more important than the wealth of nations. He devoted most of his life to revising and improving the theory of moral sentiments. This book's theory of ethics laid an ethical foundation for the rationality of the market economy. The Wealth of Nations was written during Smith's process of improving the theory of moral sentiments. We are now in an era of huge changes. Social problems such as the widening gap between rich and poor and imbalanced social development have worsened. Many people are trapped in immoral mental states such as selfishness, vanity, envy, and greed. But as a result, there are also some people yearning for virtues like beneficence, generosity, integrity, and self-denial. In the theory of moral sentiments, Smith comprehensively and systematically discusses a set of concepts such as good and evil, justice, beneficence, prudence, and self-denial. He believed that sympathy is the origin of all ethics, such as justice, beneficence, and self-denial. He pointed out having moral discipline is what guarantees individuals a happy life. It is also the basis for sustaining human society and ensuring its harmonious development. Now, we will talk about the essence of this book in three parts. Let's see how sympathy developed into an ethic. Part 1 Sympathy is the Foundation of Human Morals Part 2 How Human Ethics Arises from Sympathy Part 3 Virtues Influence on Oneself and Others Okay, let's get started with Part 1. Adam Smith saw sympathy as the foundation of human morals. But where does sympathy come from? At the beginning of this book, Smith tells us that everybody has an instinct which leads us to care about others' emotions and fate and regard their happiness as ours. This instinct is sympathy. Even a sinister villain cannot lose all sympathy. Smith believed that sympathy for others is based on imagining their situation. Through imagination, we can switch roles with others to feel their pain or happiness. For example, when we read the plot of Anderson's The Little Match Girl, the little girl shivering from the cold wearing her thin rags causes us to feel her helplessness and sadness, because we imagine ourselves in her situation and thus feel closer to her. Smith thought that sympathy based on imagination is quite common. We empathize with others by sensing their feelings or by seeing what triggers such feelings. For example, when we see our nation's athletes standing on the podium during the Olympic Games with tears covering their faces, we imagine what they experienced while training hard before winning the medal. We also imagine how their families and coaches placed great hopes on them before the game started. These images in our mind compel us to feel sympathy. As another example, when we watch love stories in movies and TV shows, 
even if we have never experienced love, we feel emotions like the characters, such as the happiness and hope that are nurtured by their love. Smith also argued that when imagining other situation triggers our sentiments, we have a basic tendency to expect others to have the same emotional response as ourselves. Therefore, after feeling an emotion about something, we naturally compare our feelings with those of others. If their feelings are consistent with ours, we will feel pleased. Smith defined such pleasure as the pleasure of mutual sympathy. This is why we'd like to get along with like-minded people. Because sympathy satisfies our souls, we want to share our happiness and sadness with our friends. If our friends express consistent emotions toward us, we will feel happier and less pain. On the contrary, if we find that others' emotional responses are inconsistent with ours, we will feel upset and hurt. For example, let's say someone tries his best to amuse his friends, if they laugh, he will feel happy. But if no one laughs but instead stays silent, he will feel upset. Or when someone tells his friends about the pain of losing a loved one and they are indifferent and unmoved, then his pain will deepen. This is because in addition to the pain of losing a loved one, there is the additional pain of no one acknowledging his loss. But Smith also thought that while sympathy is innate, we cannot have the same feelings as others by only imagining their situation. So basically, feelings between the bystander and the person involved are quite different. The bystander may try to adjust his or her emotions to make them consistent with the person involved, since such adjustments can maintain harmony between friends and the wider society. However, Smith also reminds us not to expect a casual acquaintance to care for us as much as a close friend. So we need to learn to control ourselves and not to pour out our feelings and pain to acquaintances. Smith believed that sympathy can help us judge the propriety of others' emotional responses, because we put ourselves in others' shoes and imagine how we will act and feel in the same situation. So how do we judge the propriety of emotions? Smith tells us that it can be judged from two aspects. The first is the cause or motive of the sentiment. If we think someone overreacts, this is because we believe the thing causing their emotion does not justify their reaction. For example, the person they admire may not be so great, their misfortune not so miserable, or whatever is making them angry is not so serious. In addition to the reason or motive, we can also judge the propriety of the emotion from the perspective of the effect that the emotion achieves. For example, some people get angry and hurt others for no reason, so we can say this person's anger is improper. As another example, others appear happy in front of a friend who is feeling deep sorrow, which further hurts their friend. We may also say this person's joy is improper. Apart from helping us judge the propriety of others' emotional responses, sympathy can also help us judge the propriety of our own emotional responses. Smith argued that because we all live in a society and have relationships with others, when we judge whether our emotional responses are proper, we imagine ourselves in others' place and see ourselves in their eyes. We also imagine whether or not others sympathize with our emotions. What others think about us affects how we feel about ourselves. Smith believed that such an impact by others can also inform our ethics. We will talk about this a little bit later. Alright, that's it for the first part. Sympathy is the basis of human morals. 
It is a human instinct. Using our imagination, we are able to experience others' feelings in specific situations. We have a basic tendency to expect others to have consistent emotional responses with us, and we get the pleasure of mutual sympathy from this interaction. Through empathizing with others, we judge the propriety of others' emotional responses. We also see ourselves in others' eyes to judge whether or not our emotions are proper. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now. Dir hat dieser Podcast gefallen? Dann klicke jetzt auf Abonnieren und empfehle ihn weiter. Bleib immer auf dem Laufenden und folge uns bei Twitter, Instagram und Facebook. Mehr Podcasts findest du auf meinpodcast.de.